Listen as I read Psalm 68. This is a longer psalm, so I pray that you would give attention to it. And then in the meditation, I'm going to call your attention to two ways in which this psalm points forward to Jesus, or ways in which the New Testament applies it to him. Psalm 68. To the chief musician, a psalm of David, a song. Let God arise, let his enemies be scattered. Let those also who hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them rejoice exceedingly. Sing to God, sing praises to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. By his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. A father of the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy habitation. God sets the solitary in families. He brings out those who are bound into prosperity. But the rebellious dwell in a dry land. O God, when you went out before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, the earth shook. The heavens also dropped rain at the presence of God. Sinai itself was moved at the presence of God, the God of Israel. You, O God, sent a plentiful rain, whereby you confirmed your inheritance when it was weary. Your congregation dwelt in it. You, O God, provided from your goodness for the poor. The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those who proclaimed it. Kings of armies flee. They flee. And she who remains at home divides the spoil. Though you lie down among the sheepfolds, you will be like the wings of a dove covered with silver and her feathers with yellow gold. When the Almighty scattered kings in it, it was white as snow in Zalman. A mountain of God is the mountain of Bashan. A mountain of many peaks is the mountain of Bashan. Why do you fume with envy, you mountains of many peaks? This is the mountain which God desires to dwell, dwell in. Yes, the Lord will dwell in it forever. The chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of thousands. The Lord is among them as in Sinai, in the holy place. You have ascended on high. You have led captivity captive. You have received gifts from among men, even from the rebellious, that the Lord God might dwell there. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. Our God is the God of salvation, and to God the Lord belongs escapes from death. But God will wound the head of his enemies, the hairy scalp of the one who still goes on in his, in his trespasses. The Lord said, I will bring back from Bashan, I will bring them back from the depths of the sea. Your foot may crush them in blood. The tongues of your dogs may have their portion from your enemies. They have seen your procession, O God, the procession of my God, my King, into the sanctuary. The singers went before, the players of instruments followed after. Among them were the maidens playing timbrels. 
Bless God in the congregations, the Lord from the fountain of Israel. There is little Benjamin, their leader, the princes of Judah and their company, the princes of Zebulun and the princes of Naphtali. Your God has commanded your strength. Strengthen, O God, what you have done for us. Because of your temple at Jerusalem, kings will bring presents to you. Rebuke the beasts of the reeds, the herd of bulls with the calves of the peoples, till everyone submits themselves with pieces of silver. Scatter the peoples who delight in war. Envoys will come out of Egypt. Ethiopia will quickly stretch out her hands to God. Sing to God, you kingdoms of the earth. Oh, sing praises to the Lord, to him who rides on the heavens of heavens, which were of old. Indeed, he sends out his voice, a mighty voice. Ascribe strength to God. His excellence is over Israel, and his strength is in the clouds. O God, you are more awesome than your holy places. The God of Israel is he who gives strength and power to his people. Blessed be God. In the psalm, David calls his people to, uh, uh, calls God's people to praise the Lord for his power. David calls attention to the many ways that the Lord's victory is worked out. And I will be giving to you this psalm to meditate on and to Look at the poetry that is there, the way things are described, wax melting before fire, the scattering of enemies, and things like that. But for today, I want to draw your attention to two ways that Jesus Christ can be seen in the psalm, ways in which the New Testament will lean on this psalm especially and, and, and show you our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The first comes up in verse 4. Sing to God, sing praises to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. By his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. Here David says that God is to be worshipped because he is greater than anything you could ever imagine. So he compares it, it to riding on the heavens of heavens, something that only Almighty God can do. He says that we are to extol him by his name, Yah. Now, that is shorthand for Yahweh or Jehovah. This is the name that God first gave to Moses when he began to work redemption of the children of Israel. It's come to be known as a covenant name for God. He identified himself in this way to Moses and then on to, and the and the descending generations to say the covenant God has made a promise. He will keep his word. He will demonstrate that power over the nations of the earth, and he did so immediately over, Israel, over Egypt, and has done so then in redemption over sin and Satan and death. And here, let me connect this to Jesus. When the Pharisees contended against Jesus in John chapter 8, Jesus answered their doubts and accusations by revealing who he is. They scoffed when Jesus said, Abraham longed for my day and rejoiced to see it. 
You can almost hear the Pharisees choke at these words. And they said, well, how, how, how can that be? You're not even 50 years old, and Abraham's dead and gone. How is it that Abraham could see your day? Who are you making yourself out to be? And listen to Jesus' answer. Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. And that is the covenant name for God, Jehovah. Or as David uses the shorthand, Yah. It is that covenant name that Jesus used to say, this is who I am. In the context here of Psalm 68, there is this clear representation that God is more powerful than anything that you can imagine, and he is worthy of worship. And Jesus takes this name to himself. He is God and worthy to be worshipped. The Pharisees understood that. They understood it so well, they picked up stones to throw at him, to kill him for the sin of blasphemy, claiming to be God. The second application here to Jesus comes in verses 17 and 18. Here David describes God as a victorious king. Your chariots are thousands of thousands. You have ascended on high. You have led captivity captive. You have received gifts from men. What David is doing is he's painting a picture that everyone in his day would have recognized. When a king won a a battle, he would return to his capital city. There would be this parade, a victory parade. He would ascend up into his capital city. He would go up to his throne And he would be seated on that throne to the the praise of all of those people that he had defended. Among those that were there would be captives that he had rescued and ransomed. And he would turn and he would receive tribute from the conquered enemies. What uh, David is saying is he's using the language of his day that God has and will conquer all of his enemies. You can read more about that in the psalm. As a victorious king, he deserves all honor and glory. So where does this point us to Jesus? The Apostle Paul quotes verse 18 in Ephesians chapter 4. He applies it to Jesus. He says, if he, Jesus, has ascended, as Psalm 68 says, then it also implies that he has descended. And that's implying that God became man. It speaks of his uh, humbling himself through the incarnation, his birth of the virgin, of his ministry on this earth. And it goes on to encapsulate the humiliation of his death on the cross. But that was not the end of Jesus' life, for he rose from the dead. He ascended in glory, leading captivity captive. He has ransomed and rescued a people. Well, who has he rescued? He's rescued us. He's rescued us from the power of the enemy Satan and the death that we were in bondage to. And then Paul... 
in interacting with Psalm 68, puts a, a subtle shift on this. He says that the victorious king ascends to his throne, and from there he doesn't receive gifts from men. He turns and gives gifts to men. Our ascended Savior, as a glorious, majestic king, a victorious king, has done just that. Paul describes those gifts of giving pastors and elders and teachers and giving gifts to the body of Christ so that it all works together so that every joint and member in a body is functioning. These are gifts that come from the hand of our victorious king. So we will sing to God Almighty in Psalm 68. We'll sing to him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because of his power and glory. Verse 35 says, O God, you are more awesome than your holy places. The God of Israel is he who gives strength and power to his people. Blessed be God. Glad that we can do that now. Let's sing our praise to God for his power. Psalm 68, and we will sing the C selection now of Psalm 68. Please stand to sing.